Hey babes, Ashley here. I have a kind heart, a potty mouth. It's probably the rap music. And damn it, I miss my friends. But if I can't snuggle them in person, thanks COVID. I thought, why not build community here? So grab a drink, climb in bed, and let's hang out. Wait, is that weird? I'm on a mission to live my life unapologetically, which tends to look a little different every day. But one thing remains the same. It's a guilt-free zone. No shame here, sister. Each episode, we'll tackle real-life shenanigans, and you'll leave laughing, crying, or feeling as lit up as your crazy aunt at Christmas. Ready or not, girl talk. Hey, hey, welcome back to Guilt-Free Girl Talk. It's your host, Ashley, and today I am going to read a message that I got from a listener, and let's dive in. She said, I have a topic on my heart and I wanted to throw it out for you to cover if you want. How to relax, like truly relax and refuel yourself. I work crazy long hours and I'm so removed from what I used to be my normal life at home. I barely do any housekeeping or cooking and barely have to discipline anymore. I hate it. But then when I actually do have a full evening at home or a weekend not working, I'm just a lost person with my family. I feel like I need a space between work mode and mom slash wife mode to shake off one and the other. So then when I do have time for that, I flounder. I usually end up just staring at my phone because I don't know what else to do or I just oversleep. I can't find a middle and I can't find a way to actually feel energized or to be the full mom and member of my family and connect with anyone else. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for feeling comfortable enough with me to send this message. It was super brave of you. And also, I'm here to tell you that you are absolutely not the only one who has this feeling. Um, I definitely have been in those seasons before. And I'm just going to go for it, tell you my two cents on it. So take it for what you will. Um, First and foremost... It makes complete sense when you go from being a full-time at-home mom to a full-time working mom to feel a disconnect or feel like maybe you aren't supporting your family when in reality you are, you're just doing it completely differently. So please try not to lose sight of that. Um, That's actually something that I've been working really hard with my therapist about because I went from full-time stay-at-home mom with Lexi to Lexi not being here while she's at school and feeling like, okay, but now what is my purpose and how am I serving my family? And all of those feelings of just newness and doubt and change can be super, super overwhelming. So I want you to know that there's no shame in that. And just because you're not doing the housework anymore and just because your kiddos are a little bit older and don't need the constant supervision doesn't mean that you're not still a critical part of your family unit and that you're not still giving them and supporting them so much with what you are doing now. Part of this, to me, sounds like burnout. I happen to know this friend in real life and I know that not only is she working full-time but she has very wild hours and she is a business owner so she is really truly burning the candle at both ends and is also a super intentional mama even if she's not feeling that way now I know you friend and I see you and I know how good of a mama you are and I think you're just doing a lot and that's wonderful and I'm really proud of you but the mindlessly scrolling 
and quote unquote oversleeping, which I'm going to have to talk about because you know how I feel about sleep, um, is probably just a way for your brain to take a break. Um, You have so much going on all the time. And I think that in those moments, it's okay to not be super productive. So I think let's chat about something that you could fill that time with if you want to, but it's also absolutely okay to take a nap, to catch up on that sleep from your crazy long hours, to really take care of yourself so that you can be more intentional as a part of your family. It's not a secret that we live in a society that our worthiness is tied up with our productivity. And oftentimes, if we don't feel like we are having tangible progress every moment of every day, that we are not good enough and not worthy. And that's complete horseshit. I'm sorry. It's it's bullshit. There's just... We can't live our lives that way. And we are literally millennials have been nicknamed the generation of like burnout because we expect way too much for ourselves. And so in regards to self-care or resting and relaxing and how to truly find your zen, I'm going to tell you a quote and then chat about it but it might not be what you're looking for. So this quote that I recently heard and like just stopped me in my tracks was, self-care is not a solution for unrealistic expectations. Self-care is not a solution for unrealistic expectations. Woof, right? There is no amount of self-care not enough therapy, not enough baths, not enough exercising, not enough book reading, not enough spa days to override unrealistic expectations for our lives. If you are putting too much on your plate, you are going to be burnt out. It doesn't matter if you add in one thing that's supposed to be good for you. If there's already too much, then that's not helping you. It's just another thing. So, something that I've been doing for the last like year, and I'm going to be honest, it's, it's insanely uncomfortable, is getting very real with myself about what has become a priority that I feel like should be there, but that I'm not really aligned with, and what am I doing because it's what's best for me and my family, or what am I doing because... I just don't want to have the conversation or let somebody else down. And that's hard because too often in our lives, we are willing to sacrifice our own happiness and our own health and our own well-being because we don't want to inconvenience or disappoint other people. And that's unrealistic because that's impossible to do. There is no way to make everyone else in your life happy all the time. The only thing that you have control over is yourself. So taking care of yourself is what's going to make you the best business owner and make you the best mom and wife. It's hard, but taking those things off your plate after very serious self-reflection and really deciding what's a priority in your heart for you and your family is what's going to get you to that place of peace. 
Because if you're burnout and you're mindlessly scrolling or oversleeping, it's because your brain is begging you for a break. If you can't connect with your family because you're so frazzled from the other things that you're doing in your life, it's time to take a step back and look and see what we can switch up. And that sucks. It sucks. I'm going to be honest. It sucks. It it sucks to disappoint other people. It sucks to have hard conversations. It sucks to let go of things that maybe used to give us so much life and now is just a drain. It is hard to take those steps, but it is so, so worth it to stop sacrificing our own happiness and our own health for those things that aren't supporting our family and ourselves. So you can do it. I do have a couple tips that I can give in the meantime that you can work on while you're getting to that point and doing the self-reflection because that's not something that's going to happen overnight. So tip number one, therapy. Get a counselor. Go to therapy. Talk about this. Having these feelings and like feeling so exhausted oftentimes comes with guilt. Go talk to a third party they're going to tell you you shouldn't feel guilty, first of all, but they're also going to help you unwind what is actually your passion and what is actually fueling you and helping you and what is something that you're just placing on yourself that's unnecessary and unrealistic. So talk to somebody. I think that is the first step. And therapy really is self-care, truly, in one of the truest forms, taking care of ourselves. Next is a tip I learned from Brendan Bouchard. He sets intentions through his day. I used to do this a lot when Lexi was younger, and I was just feeling frazzled all the time and overtired all the time, and I couldn't be intentional. It really, truly helped me be intentional, and I think it's also really great for a very busy person. Find like a doorway. Maybe it's the door walking into your business or maybe it's the garage door opening when you get home or whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's just from the kitchen to the living room after the dinner madness is done or maybe it's the door walking into your kids school gym where they have their extracurriculars whatever but pick these places in your day that you frequent that you're changing course of your day. So when you walk in from outside into your business, at that door, train yourself to take a deep breath, think what your intention is as you go in, and physically let go everything behind you. And be 100% focused on what you're doing inside there. Then when you leave that door, you do the same thing. Deep breath, let it go. Now I'm moving on. Give yourself the drive home to listen to loud music or listening to nothing. I think everybody's a little bit different. Um, Every day might be a little bit different. And then when that garage door goes up to your house, deep breath. Take a solid 60 seconds, three minutes, whatever you need. And you can tell the people in your life, like, hey, until mom walks through that door, she needs some time to decompress. That's really helpful and will help you not get irritated if the kids come running out because they're excited to see you. Um... Or your husband immediately is like, hey, did you do this? Can you do this? You know, life happens. But be specific and ask for what you need. I need for you to give me space to collect myself and set my intention before I come into this part of the day. Breathe it all out, deep breaths, shake it out, and ask yourself, what is my intention walking into this house? Leave work behind you. Leave the stressors behind you. Again, easier said than done, and this happens over time. Don't expect it to be immediate. And go in with a new intention. 
being intentional in these moments. Maybe you need to do it before you walk into your master bedroom at night because you and your spouse really need a, a time to connect. Um, being intentional instead of just flight, flightily running through, crazing through life because we're all busy and that's what life becomes is just zooming from one minute to the next and one room to the next. Being intentional in those things and setting to yourself intentions for what you want to happen next. Like, okay, today was wild at work. But now I get to spend this time with my family. (sighs) Okay, my intention is to make every single person in this house smile before bed. Or to be positive through homework. Or to forget all of the to-do list and snuggle with everybody on the couch and watch a family show. Whatever it is for you, set that intention going in. And just that level of calm will be so good for your body. Those deep breaths and like intentionally letting go that ten- that tension. Gosh, I'm saying that word too many times. Um, will do wonders for you, I promise. The next tip I have is specifically for, well, I shouldn't say that. I think can be very helpful for a working person. Um, but really for everybody is another tip by Brendan Bouchard is to set your timer to go off at 10 minutes to the hour every single hour um, and take at least two minutes, but really like five to 10 um, to decompress in that time. And it's hard when you're in the groove. And so for this particular listener, I know with your type of work that that might have to be like between concoctions or whatever. Um, it might not be able to be like exactly at 150, but being very intentional about setting these small breaks throughout the day. And this is something that has a lot of statistics behind it. He's, he did a ton of research um, and it keeps us from getting to that point of burnout. So even if we feel like we're really in the flow, what happens is we get in these flows and we get in this like tunnel vision mindset while we're working or creating or whatever it is that our attention is on. And we'll do it for like six hours or eight hours or 10 hours or whatever it is, but we're not taking breaks in that time which means that our brain is on overdrive that entire time. And you can't catch up from that afterwards. So if you spend your whole day in that overdrive state, then when you finally do turn it off, that is when you hit that like level of exhaustion, can't get it back, can't function, can't think, you're, you're just totally spent. And it's really hard then to walk into home and, and be present there because you've completely just train wrecked your whole brain your whole day so being intentional set those breaks throughout the day and get up and take a few steps or walk around or stretch or listen to a song or close your eyes it's very very important in these breaks that you close your eyes um that alone can relieve so much tension and stress um, and pressure to just close your eyes. It feels so good to close your eyes, y'all. It is so good for your body, especially in today's world when everything is on a screen that is hard on our eyes. So take those breaks, close your eyes. I know it sounds silly and it sounds unimportant and you just want to push it off to the next hour. Like, oh, I'm in, I'm vibing right now. I'll do it next time. No, you won't. 
you have to train yourself to do it every single hour for a couple minutes and give your brain and your body a chance to breathe and relax and release that tension and that stress and you will be able to be productive. Again, this is science. You will be able to be productive longer. You'll be able to be intentional longer. You will not hit that burnout level, that fatigue it will be helpful. So in your day, plan those breaks in and it needs to be at least every 50 minutes. Again, that was statistical. They tried it at different levels and that is when it really took hold was the 50 minute mark. So give it a whirl. And lastly, I want to touch on um, the finding the thing that helps us truly relax. And that's different for different people. I think the most important part of it is finding something that brings you joy without expectation. And that can be challenging. Um, I actually follow somebody on Instagram and she recently started horseback riding for no reason other than it brings her joy. It's completely unplugged. It's out in nature, which she loves. It's connecting with another living thing. Um, And there's no expectation She's not trying to win any awards. She's not trying to get too many followers. You know what I mean? Like in today's society, we always seem to be doing something for something to reach something. And goals are important, but not everything in your life needs to be aligned with like an outcome. We can do things and we should do things because it's good for our soul. So you know what that is, or maybe you don't know and you need to do some experimenting, but the the thing is, these other tips and tricks and they're reflecting on our life become very important before we start adding things in. Because if I tell you, go horseback riding or whatever your thing is, and then that's just adding one more thing that you quote unquote should be doing, it's only going to stress you out more and it's going to be frustrating. It's not going to be intentional and you're going to feel crappy and annoyed with it, which just defeats the purpose entirely. So I think it's just finding something and then giving yourself permission to enjoy it without an expectation. And maybe that is napping. Maybe that is just, y'all, I freaking love to cocoon in my bed. Shay makes fun of me because it's like my happy place. I love being in my bed. I love all my cozy blankets. I love like just snuggling up. I literally will just like get in my bed and then smile like a loon because I'm like, oh yeah, this is like peak comfort. Um, Maybe it's like watching the Great British Baking Show, which is my current obsession, or like whatever it is, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And it doesn't have to be this like monumental or expensive like thing. It can just be anything. Also for me, walking is really wonderful. Getting outside and getting fresh air has been so good for me. And I used to try to double that with my personal development. And sometimes I still do. But I've realized that sometimes I just want to be without anything in it, without like checking something off my list while I walk, like not walking because it's exercise, like truly just getting outside and getting sunshine and moving. And like, I just feel better after that. I feel full after that. So that's something that I try to implement throughout my week. Um, So figuring out what that is for you. But another thing that I think is really important that we overlook is from the mom and family standpoint is just, God, I'm going to use the word intentional again. I literally am going to hate this word by the end of this episode. Being intentional in the time we do have with our family. We put so much pressure on ourselves that 
we start to stress out and check out. And then the things that really are the most impactful in our families are the things that become the most tedious and the most frustrating and the most tension-filled. So I'm going to use homework as an example. Homework sucks. We all get home after a long day. We're all exhausted. Parents and kids alike. The last thing that we want to do is homework. It's just obnoxious, okay? I don't think anybody loves homework. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have it. I'm just saying it sucks. But if our mentality is, ugh, homework again, another, and you go into it knowing that you're going to be frustrated and your kid goes into it anxious because they're already struggling with it or because they've been working all freaking day and they're tired or because they'd really rather be doing something else after having to pay attention all day long or because I know that you're going to be frustrated and short-tempered with them, which makes them not want to focus. Like, it can become the biggest headache and in life, like, detrimental. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I grew up with a sibling that really, really struggled with homework, and our entire house was worse for it because there was a lot of yelling and a lot of crying and a lot of frustration and a lot of feeling worthless and just... like just truly just thinking about homework gives me like like tension and stress in my shoulders because of how it was in my house growing up dealing with that um so don't let that be you take the deep breath you know let's try to reframe it and and, and it doesn't have to be homework. This is just the example I'm using. But let's reframe it. Like, that's quality time with your child. That is a moment in time that you get to really dig into their brain and see how they learn and see where they're thriving and where they're struggling. And do songs help them? Does rhyming help them? Does writing a picture or drawing it out help them? Do they need to read it themselves or have it written read read to them like what helps them thrive it is such it is it can be such a huge opportunity for growth and closeness and really finding out what makes them tick and how to help them be successful in the future if you can look at that as quality time together and not just another annoyance on the list of things you have to get done that night. And again, that can be anything. Maybe it's laundry. Maybe laundry is a thing that is just piling up and it's driving us batshit crazy and like we can't can't seem to get on top of it and we dread it and then we put it off and then we dread it more and then we get frustrated and then that turns into in the morning everybody's pissed off because nobody can find their clothes and nothing's clean and they're digging through and it's making a bigger mess which stresses you out more. Okay, so then maybe... we take that task and we make that task more intentional. And we ask, okay, this is an, a mundane thing that none of us really enjoy doing. How can we make this quality time? Can we dump it all on the couch and then pick a show that we all love or a movie that we all love and fold this laundry while we watch the movie and we're distracted? then you're spending time together and you're getting it done. Listen, these are the things. When our kids get older, it's not the like crazy big things that we do with them that they're going to remember. It's going to be the small things. It's going to be the laundry folding movie nights. It's going to be that their parents sat with them and helped them with homework even when they were exhausted. Maybe it's dinner. Y'all, we have to eat. So how can we make that quality time? How can we make that intentional? Instead of thinking that it has to be this like Hallmark movie, like, yes day, 
it can be in the small moments. We just have to be intentional about finding that. And also, if your kids are old enough, ask them what quality time is to them. Because I can tell you from an adult standpoint, quality time to me and quality time to Shay are very different. They look completely different. So what does that look like for your kiddos? How can you show up and feel full and feel like you're really connecting with them in a way that can help your household move forward and can really be filling your cup while you're still a part of the family? And, and, and like obviously, I am a huge huge fan of everybody having their own time I think it's so important like ask for time by yourself I think like once a quarter everybody should be like checking into a hotel or sending the kids to the grandparents and the husband on a fishing trip so that you can just like be by yourself because I think or do what you want to do because I think that's so important and we don't give ourselves enough time in life to just be um guilt-free and so obviously I think that's important but I also think that there can be passion and joy in every part of our life if we stop looking at it as an obnoxious to do and start looking at it as an opportunity to connect so I would encourage that just try to look for opportunities of connection and I think you'll find your joy and your purpose in that okay I hope this resonates with y'all this was a fun one please feel free to send messages I this was so much fun for me so Let me know if it's helpful. Shoot me a message. Share it on social. Leave a review. Love y'all. Thank you. I know you could choose anyone to listen to, and I appreciate that you chose me. If this podcast made you laugh, hit you in the feels, or inspired you to live your best life, please do me a favor and share it. Take a quick screenshot, share it on social, and tag me. I'd love to give you a heartfelt thank you and start building a bestie community in real life. Cannot wait for more Girl Talk. Chat soon.